Album review. Today's album is The Beatles' Please Please Me. We're joined today by Joe. Hello. Will. Hello. Aiden. Please. And me, Denver. How nice, please. This album is obviously it's the oldest album we've done, and you can you can tell. Like it's such a different feel to every other album we've done. Yeah. Um in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, throw out that opinion card. Um just in the way like so every song clearly it's is very simple. Yeah. Um they have uh, some clear backing loop that may change up a bit in some of the songs, but they keep that consistent. But it it works the way in which I can see why they were so popular back in those days because all the songs, the second after I'd listened to the album a few times, the second one song came on, I could almost remember the whole song after hearing it straight away because obviously the songs barely changed throughout the whole thing, which does make them a lot more. If they're good songs, it makes them a lot more catchy. Um, but because of that, because of the old style, it made me it struggled for me to like get into it that much because I'm like I wouldn't ever listen to this along with my current stuff. I can appreciate why it was like why it did so well for them back in the day, um, like as a first album. But I think by today's standards, it doesn't really hold up. And what really doesn't help is the whole stereo effect um, that they didn't understand how to use back then. So Revolutionary have... stereo technology. So just by having lyrics in one ear and instruments in the other, just kind of gives me a headache. You want to hear the Beatles a cappella? Just take your left earphone off. What? Why does that give you a headache? Do you ever? Why do? You, why are you wearing one headphone? I'm not ever wearing one headphone, but I can distinctly tell that one is just coming from one side and one uh, is coming from the other. Really? Because I, I have to use the other headphone off to try and hear my parents coming up the stairs so I can stop masturbating, Will. Well. <laughs> Why are you masturbating while doing your album review? <laughs> because I really like John Lennon's voice. Uh, is it John Lennon? Uh, <laughs> or is it Ringo? It's got to be Ringo, right? I'm pretty sure he just does everything. I think every... Most of the songs are quite a happy sound, but some of them are then just kind of boring. Yeah, so I go straight into it. Worst song, Misery. Uh, even though it was actually the shortest song, I thought it was it was the only song on there. The second it started, I was like, oh, fuck, it's this song. Like, and I really disliked hearing it. Um, and as I say, with all the songs being kind of the same throughout the song, you could kind of listen to 30 seconds of each song and you kind of got the general loop yeah, of the yeah, whole song. Yeah. Even though that I did listen to the whole song. And the songs are short, which I think really, I, I kind of like. It's, it, means, um, it means that the fact that the songs are really simple not be as bad because it, no song felt like it dragged on to me. Um, whereas, you know, some songs you're like, oh, it, just, it made the album feel longer because the song kept... But you just, if you disliked a song on this album, the song never lasted very long anyway before it changed up to another song. So that contrast yeah. of that I like in some songs where the song like changes halfway through a song wasn't really needed in this in these songs because they were so short. Because before, you, whereas some songs you get in nowadays are like four minutes long, a lot of these songs are like two, two and a half minutes. So even if you didn't like that song, it wasn't on the album very long. That's what I mean. It's quite respectable, actually, that they, they made all their songs so short. Because there's, there's like these terrible, terrible metal bands out there that are writing like eight minute songs. And these guys, 
you know, arguably one of the most influential bands in the world. Yeah. Just like there were two minute songs. Good for them, you know? Um very, metal band. Very simple, catchy songs. And um there was probably the, the I knew of like four songs on this album um prior to listening to it. And three of those were my favourites. There was two that I did that I thought were kind of funky and good that weren't in my top three, and that was um, Boys and uh, uh, Do You Want to Know a Secret. I thought they were quite... Uh, there was something about those songs that I quite liked listening to, whereas everything else was kind of a bit boring, too old, couldn't really get into it. And then this was my top three, which... millennial. Which I really love the top three songs and could listen to them again, but then it is it's a very different style to anything else I listen to. But the fact that they're so short that it makes it easy to add to an existing playlist because it's never on that long. Uh, despite the fact one of my favorites was the longest one. But anyway, um, third favorite was Love Me Do. It's like I'm guessing that was almost like the single of this album because if you actually look on the album cover, it says like. Um, this is like featuring Love Me Do and 12 other songs. It doesn't even say like, you know like the Bon Jovi one that was like classic grooves or whatever. <laughs> this one's just 12 other songs. Like they're really there, selling. There are, there are other songs on there. <laughs> there <laughs> Love, Love Me Do's there <laughs> and 12 others. But I feel like this <laughs> had the advantage of, and which we've spoke about before with older albums, of they kind of just had to make a few, a lot of albums had to just make a few good songs and it would sell the album. You know, you know what's quite funny is that the album cover itself, like it looks like the kind of picture that everyone took in secondary school, like the lads when they were leaning really over cool, the railing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't even intended to be the album cover. They just had it on a Polaroid somewhere because they had Polaroids. Well, maybe there. obviously this being so old, maybe that set the the classic image of me with the lads <laughs> image. <laughs> Do you reckon th this is it? This is the start of like the boys. Yeah, exactly. Beatles were the original boys. Hey, they they have a song called Boys. <gasps> and they cracked open a cold one? Oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> we're finding the OGs. That all makes Do you sense. reckon they ever did a song called Saturday? Because Saturday is for the lads. Oh, lads. Uh, not us, though. No, not us. Um, second favourite, Twist and Shout. Just a great groovy song, which I knew before. Love that song. Um, and, you, and you know what's funny is people call farting, twisting, and shouting. Oh. <laughs> when do you twist before you fart? I do. I spin right. like 180 and snap my spine. <laughs> <laughs> do they really call it that? Tim does at my work. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> oh, I've just twisted and shouted. <laughs> no, well, he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's from London. He's cockney hard man. Oh, I've just twisted and shouted. Oh, shit. You know, since you told me about the Spotify plays thing, it's kind of changed. I didn't look at that, but now I look at that. Like, Twist and Shout is by far the, the most it's listened to song on yeah. this album. That's what I mean. I think it's one of them things where this album was, it, like, people listened to it and they were like, you know what? This sounds like farting. Farting? Hmm. I don't get that. <laughs> Twisting and shouting is, is called. Or people call it's it. Classic right, Denver hasn't yeah. listened to the last two minutes of the conversation. No, I didn't really yeah. understand what you were on about for the last two minutes of the conversation, if I'm honest. You just started talking about farting for some reason. Apparently, twist and shout is another way of saying farting. Is it? Yeah, apparently. Hey, that's what Aiden says. I've never heard that. I've never heard it, that. I think it's maybe more of a southern thing. 
Yeah, oh. fucking twist and shouted. <laughs> twist and shouted. I mean, it is. Yeah. What, is. You think, do you think I was lying? Also, yeah, you're lying, bro. Why also, are you lying about Also, twist do the shout. twist is also another word for it. That's another and, song, though, isn't it? And yeah, Isn't it also by the Beatles? I don't, and I don't and think twisting the night away. Huh. There you go. Look at this that. This is right? in a book. It's a song called, by Sam Cooke. This is in a book called The Fart Book, The Disgusting Adventures of Milo Snow Rocket. Snot Rocket. Right, lovely. So what we've established here is that Denver got angry at me (laughs) for bringing up farting when in actual fact, hard evidence. Well, yeah, I've been been shut down. I I just thought that was such a weird curveball. Like, why are you talking about farting in my review now? Because it's shit. Um, Anyway, and then favourite song. Uh, was I saw her standing there. That was the best song on the album. Which, this is like, the, I think, the first time this happened. You know how we've, we've spoken in previous albums are like strong starts and then it, like, songs like Fade and then, or like, or like the, the beginning of the album is by far the best, whatever. Uh, yeah. This literally, in what I would class as my favorite songs, is almost like perfectly spaced out throughout the album. So, like, I really like the first song, the last song, and Love Me Do, which is in the middle. And then my other songs that I kind of like were Boys, which was number five, so that's between, like, the the first song and Love Me Do, and then Do You Want to Know a Seeker, which is, like, slap bang in the middle between Love Me Do and Twist and Shout, so, like... There's always something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, so when I was listening to the album, it, there would always be a song I liked, a couple of meh or bad ones, then a song I liked, a couple of meh or bad ones, a song I liked. It wasn't like, oh, every good song is in the first half of the album, and then it's just shit. It was well ordered in in goodness of the songs it was well ordered in goodness get that shit on a t-shirt that's a quote exactly um and that's that's pretty much it that's my review of the album is it me next it is aiden all right so i understand that this album was supposed to essentially be the start of a legacy yeah legendary band but I feel I have little to contribute to it. I don't hate it, but it also doesn't butter my crumpet, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Because basically all of my top three are pretty much based on how much I actually like the main vocal hook. Okay. Because the majority of the instrumental pieces could be swapped around there that similar. I agree. Right. You get me? They've all got the same tone. A lot of them are even probably in the same sort of like... Key. Like yeah. yeah. It's all just... And, you know... Hats off to him. If if it works, it works. People, we always slate when bands do songs that are too similar to each other. But I'm pretty sure that was the Beatles' whole shtick. Yeah. Right. The worst song, in my opinion, was "Love Me Do." <laughs> <laughs> right. And yep. that's just because the song itself just really grates on me. Like the chorus, like is is really and the. Not a big fan of the ear rape harmonica, to be perfectly honest. Oh, I love the ear rape yeah. harmonica. It's really monotone. It's like, oh, okay, this is another... And you're like, fuck oh, it. Out. We're back. I feel like, though, that's definitely from hearing the song too much, because I imagine you knew the song before listening to the album. Maybe. I feel like I did, but like... And then also, the guy that's trying to harmonise in the background can never remember who's the harmony one. Paul. Paul. Paul's harmonies in Love Me Do are fucking awful. <laughs> That's so bad. 
It's so bad. I'm pretty but, sure Paul's the second singer and John Lennon's the yeah, third main singer. Yeah, he's the main right? guy. And Ringo's oh, actually a, Ringo's a backup singer. Don't know Ringo sings that. in one of them, doesn't he? Ringo does sing. Well, was, the other one? Was it like George? Oh, was Ringo even in it then? Or something. Because Ringo wasn't the original drummer, was he? Was he not? No. This is all spurious facts. Oh, I no, think he No, they had a different drummer. And then Ringo, the... Ringo was like, please, could I be in song? Who was the third member? Is it like George? Is it... George sure Harris. George something. Ah, yes, yeah, George it, Michael. I could say George Sampson and the fucking dancer off Prince Cotton. <laughs> what a fucking. Jimmy Nicole, Nicole was the, the first. Are the Beatles still alive? Or Tommy Moore? Well, I think a couple of them are. John Paul Lennon's and Ringo alive, are. Isn't he? Paul and Ringo are. Okay. Go. John Lennon got shot, Joe. It was massive. Wow. Oh. I know. What, the I don't think bullets are that big, to be honest. He got well. shot in um, New York. To the heart, and Will, you're to blame. Well, there isn't a part in your body called the New York. Why did he get shot? Because <laughs> um, he was a hippie. Because America. Because America. That sounds about right, to be fair. That's right. He could, he could have just been stood anywhere on the street. You're on my property! I think there was something about it being, being like, assassinated. Like, it wasn't just a normal... Oh, it's a oh no, he was targeted. It was a cover-up. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy about the Beatles, just looking at their, like, history of albums? Obviously, they only actually did ran for, like, seven years. But they made, like, two albums a year. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't have much else to do back then, to be fair. Just also, like, do you jokes. do you know about all these fucking? There's so many conspiracies and shit about the Beatles. Where they're like, if you listen to the song backwards at three minutes two, you can hear him say "Kill me," and it's just like the song's going backwards, and it's like, yeah, sure. and they're like, look, listen, listen closer. Let's, there it is. Let's slow it he down at sixty-seven percent speed. It's like, oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, he actually hear it. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. So I'm, re- I'm reading up on this, right? He oh, got no. killed by a fan. Um, he was an American Beatles fan, and he travelled from Hawaii to kill him, and they actually shot him with hollow-point bullets, which I don't know if you know what they are, but they're bullets yeah, that they are when you shot, when you shot, shot with one, they, the bullet expands inside of you. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're banned by the Geneva Convention, aren't they? Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what he got shot with five times yeah, um, from, a, from a special revolver. What makes it special? Um, and also, he missed a bullet then. And the guy remained at the scene until he was arrested. So, like, he was like, he, he knew he was known. Yeah. yeah. Although um, we, nobody, we don't actually know his name. So, so he what's wasn't his name? That well known. Yeah, he didn't. He went down in history. He was called not Mark to be... David Chapman. That's what he was called. Do you ever look at like, uh, El, um, not fucking Alan John, fuck's sake, John Lennon? Like, you look at him in the early Beatles days. And like he looks like the rest of the Beatles, and towards the end he looks like an old man. Like mm. bef- he's one of those people who looked old before he was old. I mean, have you seen Ringo now? He kind of looks like a testicle, and they... but a well-groomed one at that. Paul McCartney did well for himself, didn't he? Considering, like, I wouldn't say he's like got the best natural voice in the world, but he just after the Beatles, he still did like killer songs afterwards. Yeah, right? and I think Kanye put him back on the map. You know, he did. <laughs> That's a joke for anyone that cares. It's a joke. Did okay. you also know a bit of Beatles, Beatles trivia that uh, Michael Jackson used to own all the rights to the Beatles music? Oh, yeah? Really? That's why it was never on any streaming services for a long time. 
Do you, do you want to hear Jackson more? Jackson refused to uh, put it on any of them. Do you want to hear some more Beatles trivia? Go for a, it. Du- a dung beetle can carry two times its own weight in feces. Bro, that is actually insane. In what a lad. In what a gym lad. But then after, uh, yeah, gotta love a bit of Beatles trivia. After uh, Michael Jackson died, uh, Paul McCartney <laughs> bought it back. Yeah, Paul. So Paul McCartney has all the rights to the Beatles stuff now. Did I say my third favourite? You did not. Uh, my third favourite was I saw her standing there. And my notes for it were... <laughs> was I fucking... Was I was I high when I re- it sounds like old Lennon really went for it on this song. It's good a good energy to it. <laughs> what the fuck? Old Lennon went for it. Gave it big legs. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Number two controversial was misery. Oh no. That is controversial. And the reason being is I I thought it had a nice harmony specifically on the word misery, and that was good enough for me to put it there. <laughs> you got my vote. This is what I mean. Like, I don't have much to say about it, but one thing I do want to bring up is, have you guys seen any of Ringo's art? No. No. Because upon researching this, you might, you might have to cut this because it might make a, a blinky noise. I've found... Some of Ringo's. Oh my god! No, here we go. (laughs) I'm I'm uploading them as we speak. You can cut all that if it makes a noise. (laughs) (laughs) I found Ringo's. (laughs) It says what? Fifty dollars? Yeah, baby. Did he do an MS Paint? So yeah, MS Paint art. The reason he did this is because he was so bored on tour. He was making these. (laughs) <laughs> when he used to do it, he also <laughs> likes the theme of the two colours. He loves it. So this is this is Ringo art. It actually exists, and you can buy these. Yeah, baby. <laughs> You're <a> baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you can put these up on screen, Never, But yeah. like, holy fucking shit, are they amazing? Yeah. Oh my god, they just don't. What's that? Why has it got like a checkered background? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, you know, it symbolizes a bit like the stereo effect in this album of just two completely different parts on oh, either ear. Yeah, yeah, baby. That does symbolize that very well. There are a lot more, but those were three of my favorites. Is, is I, that, I especially is, like the picture with that, Ringo sticking his nose over yeah, the um, image. What's doing the Chad is on the Snoop thing. Is yeah. That, is that supposed to be a Beatles member? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> well, obviously, the one in the middle there is John Lennon after he's been shot. Oh, Jesus, you're a baby. <laughs> and, and that's not my hey, bro, nice shot. And the top one doesn't like, say what, it's meant to say thought, and it's John Lennon's mother. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic John Lennon's mother. Okay. Oh, God. They're amazing. But, yeah, holy shit. And number one, this one might be a bit weird. Um, I put P.S. I Love You as my favourite. Really? And let me just put this, let me just set the record straight. Fucking the worst intro to a song on the album. Right? The first, like, 20 seconds, awful. But other than that, I really vibe with it. Like, it's it's kind of, it's sad. It's really sad. And it's one of the only ones that actually stuck out to me on the first listen. There's a lot of, like, minor chords and stuff in it, and it really, I don't know, I just like it. I like, like, specifically the chorus to that. Um, but yeah, overall, 
my other review has been a short one because I don't want to destroy what is basically set the standard for all of modern music and is widely regarded as the greatest band to, to have ever lived. Yeah, like the most influential band. Uh, like even if, yeah. on, if you Google like on Wikipedia, like the opening line is like, the Beatles, widely regarded as like the most influential band of all time. Um, like to, Establishing yeah. pop music, really, wasn't it? Like, yeah, they simple, did. They, catchy. They, yeah. They set the standard for like pretty much everything to come. Because before that, they were—I imagine—they were all just sat out in the bayou, not the Beatles, but people were sat out in the bayou twanging sticks together and stuff like that. Yeah. And they were like, "We should make music out of this," and they said, "Nah." But the Beatles—they really refined music. Good for you, Beatles. Uh, you're still shit, though. Feel like the Beatles did for pop what Nirvana did for rock. Oh, kill sense. themselves. I thought he did grunge oh music. I thought that was his thing. No, I'm pretty sure it was just all grunge, but like a lot of like metal and everything kind of came from Nirvana. Yeah, I don't like know if first... it did. Well, mm. I feel like you're making right, serious then. claims here. Well, okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, oh, in fairness, actually, it could have inspired metal because they heard his voice and were like, "What is this awful sound? We should replicate it." Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're on about. Oh. What are you on with, Joe? <laughs> are you still thinking Beatles is the most influential metal band or something? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought we were still talking about the Beatles influencing metal. <laughs> oh my god. Great. Yeah, that's my that's my review. Cool. Thank you, Aiden. Is it me? Well, it is you. It's me. Um, so, I've never really listened to the Beatles before. So I was actually quite excited for this. And the reason being I've never listened to them before is because growing up, like, like I said, I based a lot of what I first listened to because of my dad. And my dad hates the Beatles for some reason. Like he has a strong hatred towards them. Um, probably because all of his stuff was like ACDC and Guns N' Roses that he liked. Whereas I guess this was more of like, they're yeah, like the pop scene. So he just seemed to resent them for some reason. So I never really listened to him. But I actually really enjoyed the album. Um, I think just every song's kind of like none of them are unhappy. They're like quite upbeat. There's maybe like a couple that are. I agree with everything you kind of said in that it's all kind of very samey, but because it's like so short and the voices and like the harmonies just make the music work. I don't know if like their following albums are like this because um, obviously. I don't know if this was actually... Was this their first ever album? This was the first ever album. Because it is on Spotify, yeah. Um, It's just really simple. And like I say, I don't think they really ever changed key, but it just works. Um, I think all of it's quite catchy. Um, And I also think John Lennon's voice is really good. Um, And I think like those two lead singers, like their voices just work really well together and bring, bring each other's voices out kind of thing. And I think some of these songs would be like really good for like a kind of old school wedding. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like like that's like the dancey stuff. Maybe not for like our era, but you can see why people love the Beatles so much. The worst for me was "Baby It's You." I just think the whole thing's really monotone and boring, and I didn't, I didn't like that one at all. Um, but. And to be fair, PS I Love You was um, pretty similar to that and Love Me Do, but 
Love Me Do was the closest to being my worst because I just hate that fucking random harmonica that just... <laughs> the yeah, I can't it. Why is it How so is loud? Yeah. <laughs> While you're just singing so monotone. The best Beatles songs are like proper upbeat and like they just work better than like the monotone. I don't think they work well with monotone songs. Definitely agree um, with that. What is confirmed though is Will does hate babies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do. I because do. Because Baby It's You was your worst this week. Wasteland Baby was your worst last week. Well, I just hate is babies, a baby man. hater. Oh my god, you Nazi. But wait, oh, well, what's your switch this around me? But what's your favourite Ringo image, and why is it the Year Baby one? Yeah, baby. <laughs> no, it's actually my least favourite because it. Oh no, because it says baby on it. Yeah. No. Top three. Um, third was Anna. Go to him. And it's weird because the verses are quite, and the start's really slow. Because I actually thought it was going to be some of your worst, but I think. He shows his like best vocals in that song. Like, I don't know. There's not, the structure's weird to that song as well because it doesn't seem to be just like verse chorus, verse chorus. It's like really weirdly put together. But I really like that one. Um, and then my top two, um, second, and this is the only song I knew from this album was "Twist and Shout." Fucking awesome song. Um, and was very close to being number one. But I think because okay. I know it knew it so well, it maybe might have like lowered it slightly. But number one, um, and what a fantastic start to the album was I saw her standing there. I think that was the most like the most catchy, um and just really upbeat and happy and just a great start to the yeah, album. Had a great start yeah. and a great end. Even though Twist and Shout is a weird song to end on. Um yeah, I just think I think like Denver says, it's very well put together in that there's like good songs throughout. Like there's always something to kind of look forward to, even on like the weakest songs. You just know that there's something else coming, which I think is quite good. Like it's always shit when you listen to an album and the first half's good and then it just goes downhill. Whereas this kind of stays pretty consistent throughout with a couple of weak ones, which is good. Um, but for a first listen to the Beatles, I was quite pleasantly surprised, and I understand why people liked them and why they were so big. Um, yeah. Well, like, have you um, seen the Beatles live? Yeah, I've seen them live. I've, to be fair, I, I saw um, a tribute band of them when I called? was like eight. The Cockroaches. They were called the Bootleg Beatles. Oh, nice. And my, I remember my parents went to see them, and they were like, they sound exactly like the Beatles, as if my parents went to see the Beatles. I think, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like we talk about like them being for like our parents' generation, but even then, they're more like our parents' parents' generation. Yeah, because my dad had gr- like just been born. Yeah, like my, my dad, dad was born in 1964, the year same. after this album came out. Yeah, so, so my dad, my at the age of. favorite band was the Beatles. Like the Beatles stopped being a thing when my dad was like six. <laughs> like so, it's not like he was yeah. grooving to it through his teens. Exactly. Joe. Hello. So weirdly, I've done some research. Here we go. I've done some research. And so, turns out Beatles are crap. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the top of the album, it actually says stereo on the top of the album, right? Yeah. 
That is because every album that the Beatles did, more or less, they did a mono version and a stereo version. And back then, people preferred the stereo version. But now people prefer the mono version because how weird it sounds. But because it was such like a new thing back in that day, um, everyone like listened to the stereo version. And uh, sorry, I'm... stop, Joe. Somebody's mouse clicking a lot. That's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can just hear this clicking going on. All right, guys. So I feel like Cause maybe I'm, I'm looking at this. <laughs> I'm looking at this web page that we found. Right. Why um, are you clicking so much? On that oh, yeah, the web page? What a, where? I mean, <laughs> I've, got find a, it. I've got a habit of like highlighting stuff and then just clicking off it and highlighting it. Anyway, so what I don't know if it relates to this album. <laughs> no will. <laughs> <laughs> click, click, click. So I don't I don't know if it relates to this album as such. But there's actually um, sources that say the stereo versions of some of the songs and some of the albums are actually like longer than the mono version. Um, for example, I know this isn't a song that on this album, but the stereo version is of Helter Skelter is almost a minute longer because it includes a guitar solo. It's but it's like not a, on the mono. Like in one ear, a guitar solo in one ear. I, I assume so. Yeah. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. So I remember learning about this when I went to music college um, and stuff. And, you know, it says the Beatles actually preferred mono themselves, but people would rather listen in stereo. I prefer, uh, I prefer, this is someone, I prefer the mono versions. I own versions, but it's all up to your own personal taste. So if you go on YouTube, there's mono and stereo versions there. So, so do you think it was like back in the day, it was mm. like, Everyone said they preferred it because it was new and therefore better. And then after a while, they're actually like, yeah, you know what? It, it's not better. Yeah, it's kind of like 3D movies when they were sat there like, yeah, of course I love watching this movie with a weird blue and red haze around everything. It's the best. <laughs> so I remember when I went to music college, there was actually saying when you like mix a song or like make a song, you obviously have every, you have to obviously use the stereo mix. You pan stuff left and right. Mm. Um, so that's why you always do guitars twice, so you can spread them across the whole thing rather than just having it in the middle. But then they always say when you when you listen to it, you need to make sure it's okay in mono as well. So once you've done it all, then you have to listen to it in mono because a lot of speakers that people use are only in mono. So you have to... Oh, so you um, don't want just several instruments just to be dropped out. Yeah, exactly. So you've so you, it's fine mixing in stereo, but then you have to listen to it again and again in mo mono so that you can still hear everything type of thing um and obviously that was a massive pain in the ass for these guys back in the day so there's a little bit of uh trivia also yeah. if you notice how um it, they're all remastered i'd like to know what was remastered about them because uh, it's clearly not i don't think it's been done with new instruments today because it still sounds no. old it's probably been like remixed and stuff probably just cleaned up cleaned it yeah. up a bit so it's not so grainy yeah, yeah I, bet that, I bet there was a lot of what, what you used to have. I'm pulling out all this knowledge today, uh, which is... Look, Joe, you wasted your time going to music college. Don't waste our time telling us <laughs> no, about No, 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 I'm interested, to No, be fair. I'm, I'm joking. Oh. When, when they used to record back in the day, they used tape to record. They didn't use computers. Well, they used computers, but they, they recorded... So it would go into a microphone, and then they'd have a roll of tape. So instead of sound being digital... 
it would be like a, taking a picture on an old camera and the sound would then be on that tape and you'd have to play it back on the tape and then it goes into the computer that way really weird but what that would create it would create what they call tape noise like which is like gr- grainy which static. Is like, yeah like a grainy static noise like white noise almost that's absent in these recordings and they would have had that right. so i'm assuming all this remaster stuff is clearing stuff like that out like unwanted noise right i have um, a question joe go for it so you seem to know a lot about music and obviously everything then um, why do you like metal Ooh, nice. Oh, that was a road. I was going to hit him with a curveball. So you clearly know a lot about music, but do you know a lot about maths? Hmm? I thought you were going to go along a really mean route. It's like, you seem to know a lot about music, so why can't you make any decent music? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's what you were going to (laughs) say. I'm not that... I can't do that, because I'm on some of the songs. (laughs) I'd be citing myself. I've taken several hits there. I'm wounded. I'm gonna move. No, on. I'm not. I'm not saying that, Joe. I'm In surprised fairness, they you... didn't say that because I thought you were taking half the hits. I was tempted, but I thought it'd be too harsh. <laughs> really good. No, we'll bring out an album. We'll review my album, and then then will we? No, because no. it'll, it'll be like you know when we say when album review. Obviously, the peak of album review is to eventually do the review and then speak to the artist afterwards after we've slated them. That'll be me. But yeah, we would be doing that to Joe, and it's like, would it change what we would say because the artist is there? Yes. That'd be interesting. We'll have to see. So, uh, on to my actual review of the album. Um, I thought, yeah, this was all right. I, I, I have a few comments about it. And that's, for me, the album got progressively worse until the very end. So I was like, yeah, first like quarter of the album pretty good, and then it was like, oh, shit, 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 and then really good at the end. Um, and by the end, I mean like the very last song. Um, we go at the end, yeah. So my least favourite was A Taste of Honey, because I just thought that was really boring. Um, I didn't think the melody was very nice at all. Um, and that was why that was my least favourite. I also thought the shortness of the song has helped. Like, I don't think having these as, like, fully-pledged three, three-and-a-half-minute, four-minute songs, I think that would have worsened the album. Because, like Aiden said, they are basically just the same backing loop type of thing, again and again and again. And, um, so, yeah, I think, I think that helped. Also, I wanted to comment about the song I saw her standing there. And this is a bit of a gripe that I have, not with the Beatles in particular, but kind of this era of music in particular. I don't know if you guys remember Standing Hair, but it was a pretty bluesy backing track, right? Mm-hmm. That's just a, a little bit of music knowledge, but I'm not going to go into it. So the blues kind of follows one, they call it like the 12 bar blues scale thing. Yeah, it's like the 12 like bar music. And what it is, it is literally three chords or four chords or whatever that just loop around each other. Yeah. And that song pretty much follows that progression all the way through. And here's the thing. This is my gripe, is I'm a bit sick of hearing that. Because you listen to, like, a majority of old songs, like Elvis, anything like that, you will hear that same chord progression again and again and again. And it kind of just gets a bit samey. Well, um, yeah, that, that's very much true, but I wasn't obnoxious enough to point it out, Joe Midwood. 
I mean, that's just 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 blend. You know, sorry, I've someone get out the pans, get out the pans. Me and, me and Aiden described, well, Aiden mainly described Boris Johnson talking as <laughs> someone, someone trying to, like, spoon, speed, uh, spoon, uh, spoon feed you, like, some stuff and you're trying to avoid it. It's just like, come on, Boris, just take your breakfast. He's like, I'm just trying to stick the finger in your mouth. Save life. I'm like, Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> my third favourite was "Baby, It's You." Um, it's one of the songs I knew. I, th- I think that's that's the thing. My my favourite songs were really songs that I did already know, um, because I think it just brought back a bit of nostalgia. Even though I wasn't even really into the Beatles that much, you hear those songs and it still makes you think, "Ah, oh, cool." And you get this nice little feeling called nostalgia. Um, but I mainly, mainly remember the sha-la-la-la bits. Yeah. What I find really interesting is this is one of the few um, albums we've had where almost any time one of you guys have said the title, I can yeah. immediately remember the song. That's cool. That is cool that you know that. I, I can't. See, it's different. From, because they're all quite similar in terms of like, not all of them, but you know, most of them are quite similar. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you which is which unless, you know, they were my favourites type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, my second favourite was Anna Go Get Him. This one stuck out to me on my first listen of the album. This actually stuck out the most because I think it had a very unique, um, you know, it kind of went minor and then it went back up. It was weird. It was like, it had quite a unique groove to it, I think, um, compared to the rest of the songs on the album. But again, it is just the vocals that annoy you because they're in the right-hand side. It's annoying. But again, yeah, I kind of liked it. I thought the backing was quite good in that song as well. So there's that. And then my first favourite was Twist and Shout. Because hey. it was the most like feel-good one. Almost. The one that kind of gets you like, oh, yeah, I know this. Oh, yeah, you can just imagine it, you know. In a party or you in a movie, you don't, you don't have to imagine it, Joe. It's right there. Oh, you're right. Wow. It's right there. The wonders of technology. I just, thought, I just thought it sounded the most iconic as well, out of all of them. Like, I I feel like for me, I know it's not, but I feel for me that would be like the single on the album. You know, and it was "Love Me Do." But yeah, and twelve other songs, <laughs> and twelve other songs. Just, just. Just some songs. Don't need to worry about what they are. There are just other songs on. In fairness, buying a record back then was probably about ten pence. Yeah. They're like, "Whoa, ten pence! That's expensive." But just but, like, for inflation, that's at least a hundred pounds now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. At least. Well, I think I think that's the thing, though. Back in the day, like you used to be able to get money from this stuff really easily. Yeah. Uh, They're just like, "How much is your house?" Oh, it's worth thirty pounds and twelve shillings. <laughs> But like now, it's really hard for artists to get money and stuff. So, but it's it easier for artists to get their music out there than ever, though. Yeah, to get yeah. yeah. Also, you don't have to be good anymore. You, well, you like then be... you had to be a good singer, but like now you don't. Yeah, then you have to be a good singer. Because now you can, you have to be a good, a good producer can make music now. Whereas a good producer yeah. couldn't really make music before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like anyone could get into music now. Just look at Post Malone. 
fuck's sake. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, not much really to say about the album because I think you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head with it all. Um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was all right. So there you go. Well, thanks, Joe. That's all right. Because yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of my comments on every song were kind of like one word comments because it's like there's not there's not two of the songs to say about the songs. Oh, oh, also a little bit of weird knowledge. Oh, okay. we go again. Is I think that this was remastered by Apple. I could be wrong. But do, looks... do you know this, or is this just um, spurious? Like, I'm just. It says Apple Courts at the bottom. Apple Courts Limited at the bottom, 2015. That's. I'm pretty sure because they partly it says, own it. And it says produced by Cowderstone Productions Limited. It's produced by them, but it's copyrighted by Apple. So yeah. there you go. I just thought that was cool. Yes, there because I'm not sure if you remember, but back in 2015 was when. So that was before, then, sorry. This was before Apple Music. What's oh, sorry, Joe? Yeah. Joe I'm on board. I'm on board. He's five years old. All oh, right. In 2015, um, Apple managed to get the Beatles on iTunes because prior to that, you could only buy, like, you couldn't buy a digital version of Beatles songs. All oh, right. Okay. You could only buy, like, physical discs. Cool. One thing that's crazy is the fact that you know like when they put a lot of old bands onto spotify they never really get the listens that they used to so they're like say an old band that didn't really that released music just like before spotify was a thing they get put on spotify but they never get that many listens because people are over them but like oh yeah beatles still now get 23 million listeners like more for listeners, which is more than 975, a lot more than 975. <laughs> I like how that's and, always our benchmark for if someone's good. It's like, yeah. is it more than 975? But that's crazy. Like, yeah. still after all this time, they listen to constantly. Like, it's ridiculous. They haven't been together for so many years. And like you said, they were only, like, big, really, like, for those, what, seven, eight years that they were making stuff. And... Now they're still getting twenty three monthly list, like twenty three million lo- monthly listeners, and like all their songs, like their popular ten songs, have got over a hundred million listeners. Having said that, though, you know who also has is old and has more um, listeners than nine seventy five. Who? Hollow notes. You make my dreams go true. Brilliant. God. It's rare as well. Me and Denver got the top two. Like we never pick the same songs. It must be slander. It's it's not canon. It's not. It's not canon. Not canon. All right. You all want to do some ratings? Yeah. Ratings time. Six. Four. Seven. Five point five. Hooray. Endeavour, you can't claim that I've fucked you this time. No, today. you haven't. You've, you've given a fair rating this time. Yeah. It scores 22.5. Fair enough. That's below average. <laughs> it is, but like... It was a below average, like, compared to what we actually listened to. Because, like, realistically, how many of those songs on that album would you then add to existing playlists and, no, like, no. and like yeah. put in rotation? Like, you can appreciate them for what they are and appreciate how they... Yeah. What they did for music, but like into nowadays, you can't rate it like, oh, it's a nine because of what it did for music. I mean, like to nowadays I'll standard, it. it's. Yeah, I'll it's, I'll it's, I'll it's album, not history. I, 
I'll add it to my work playlist, so when the olders come into my shop, they'll be like, oh, Beatles. Is this Beatles? I own a Ringo painting that says you, baby, on it. <laughs> to be fair, though, I probably would add, like, I saw a standing there and twisting shell there, because like, they were, like, upbeat. They, they would kind of fit in with my general theme of, like, my go-to, like, playlist. Mm. Um, I'd put them in. Yeah, I will. I like the switch up. Yeah, okay, well. All right, well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's switch up the language. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not do that. Oh, fucking. Okay. No, it's not Despacito. It's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's every day, bro. Every day, bro, yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Can we switch up the language? <laughs> no. No, we can't. <laughs> Fuck off. I want to start. I want to say that when I go to McDonald's or something. <laughs> Just like roll up to the window. So what was you like? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we switch up the language? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant. God. Right. We ready for the next album? Boys? Ready for the next album, Joe? Why is it your pick? It's my pick. Yeah, I'm not ready for the next album. No, you, you, you have the right to feel like that, really. So this yeah. band, this band, it's immediately this... not who I was thinking it was going to pick. <laughs> it's a small band. A small they have, band. They have ninety-one thousand listeners. I was in their small band. Really small. But I, I came. Thought, I thought I you came... were going to like a midget band or something like that. <laughs> they are all just tidy. <laughs> They're all just the ones. Like the little people. There is there is a band called like Diddly Do or something like that, and they are just Ned Flanders, and they're a metal band as well. They're all dressed like Ned Flanders. Oh yeah, there is actually that's yeah. really true. Yeah, Diddly um, like, Hose or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. They actually have like proper. That would be like they should make a rival band called Dog, and it's just oh. all Homer Simpsons. But it's dubstep for some reason, <laughs> and it's like really well put together music. It's just a meme. What I mean. Anyway, mm. the band small metal. Um, Another metal but, one. However, two back to back metal. The reason that I'm picking this is because it's not that metal. Oh, okay. And I've talked about this band before. These guys bridge the gap between oh, like this bridge the gap indie, band indie kind of pop music <sighs> and metal and blend it very well together. And I think you guys might enjoy this one, minus the screaming. It is called, the band is called Alaska, which is spelled A-L-A-Z-K-A. I mean, that immediately is made me <laughs> can't spell the word Alaska. And the album is called Phoenix. Cool album, Matt. Cool album, Matt, indeed. Looks like some out of fucking cold zombies or something. So, yeah. I hope I think you might, and even if you don't like this album in particular, it's <laughs> definitely worth li- listening to the Empty Throne song, but acoustic, which is actually one of their most popular songs on the album. Uh, sorry, of all time, um, it's really, really good. That even I've show dated that, and you liked it. So there you go. Okay. Thanks. Well, that doesn't look like Alaska to me. That looks like Kill Me, the Pretty Reckless. Oh, that's uh, because it's symbolising kill me. 
<laughs> he actually was. He actually I was. put a song when Joe went, it's a metal album. I put a song on Spotify that me and Will could both see that said, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I put one back to him, kill me. <laughs> wow. We're communicating via Spotify. And I can wow. see it in a 20 second delay. <laughs> fuck's sake. sake. There you go, guys. So, any um, parting words, Joe? Um, Slayer!